The Daily Talk Show, episode 68, Tommy Jackets. Yes. And I'm Josh Jansen. I feel like I, when I do the intros, I say your name and never make it clear that I'm talking. True. Um, well, if you've just tuned in, this is my voice. My name's Tommy. And I'm, uh, I'm Josh. And together, we're The, the Daily, Daily Talk, Talk Show. Show. It's not rehearsed. Um, it wasn't, I think you can tell. Um, hey, I, I saw a tweet before... And um, it got me thinking. It's How all good conversations with your best mate start yeah. out? It uh, it said, this guy says uh, he's a minimalist YouTuber. All right, what does that mean? It's, it's just like a it fucking does videos, and he pushes the whole minimalism. Oh, okay, thing. sorry, anyway. I thought you meant he he makes minimal videos. <laughs> a bit, a bit of that, right? He's very tidy as a YouTuber. He he says he tweeted. Making a strong effort to not feel guilty if I don't follow my friend's work on social media. Just because we're friends, it doesn't always mean I have the time or interest to consume your content. Less distractions online and more value placed on in-person friendships. Smile. Fair enough. I, I know some best mates that haven't listened to this podcast. Yeah. And I couldn't care. Mm-hmm. If I cared, I fucking wouldn't start. So I guess the, the question is... What makes a good friend? Someone tweeted and they said, if you can't count on your friends to uh, consume your content, who who can you count on? Okay, that is not, that's not the minimalist. No. He's the no, opposite. This is the, He's saying, the other guy I'm is not just looking like, at your shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, what do you, what's your take on friendship? What mm. do you value? I've got a best friend who is possibly the, is the flakiest mm-hmm. of friends. Yeah, but he's my best friend, mm-hmm. and he's one of my longest fla- f- friends. Flaky friends. <laughs> he's a flaky friend, and I can imagine he's not listening to this, so yeah, sure. it's okay. I don't need it, and, and I'm not even outing him. I just, I, I understand what I get from him. Yeah, and it's, it's enough. Have right? you had a conversation about like, nah. man, you're flaky? No, nah. I think okay. he knows it. Yeah. I think he totally knows it, and it's almost. I think when a, f- a person can really be seen to be flaky. Is when they're trying to be to give you something that they can't. Yeah, and so they're trying to be the best person of themselves. Yeah, and they're still falling short. Yeah, so, so like, it's almost like yeah, your expectations of them are too high. They're trying to meet it and fucking it, mm. and it's this. Yeah, I don't, and I and I think that's very, very introspective on the situation. I don't know. He wouldn't think that, and yeah. I only kind of had that thought then. But I was like, you know, if I was saying you need to meet me here at this time, you know, like. I know it's just like we f- we fit in when we fit in, mm. but if it's my fucking wedding or it's my bucks party or it's my birthday, he's there. Celebrations. He likes he likes <laughs> free cake. <laughs> he leaves straight after cake every time. No, I'm <laughs> no, but like, that, and that's what a true friend I think is, right? Mm-hmm. But I've also, uh, you know, established. I think now thirty, nearly thirty in September. When do you, fuck. September the first. I'm going to be away for your 30th. Are you away? Fucking hell. That's sad. We can come back for it. Yeah. You know, Maybe a, you can a, just come to Europe. A real friend would come well, back just for come it. To, just come to Europe. Um, but yeah. where was I going with that? I was, I was saying... Fucking um, you're 30. You're going to be 30 soon. Oh, yeah. And I think I've found that the friendships that haven't been as strong have kind of... Fizzled. Tape it or fizzle off. But I've had these ones that are like you know, really enhanced mm-hmm. and it's a cool new stage. Yeah. 
um, it's yeah, I love, I love, I love Friends. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to make a video about Friends. How fucking great Friends are. Mm. Yeah, I have a funny relationship with friendship as a general idea. I think, mm. like, I think that I've um, gone through stages of uh, like expecting too much. Mm. Having a having a flaky friend, mm. not getting what I expected out of the friendship, and just getting fucking annoyed. It's almost like what we talked about with me, where I'm like, I'll say yes, 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 and so it's that thing of like, I'll be flexible, 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 and then it gets to a tipping point where it's like, fuck you, you can't even like respond. I think this is without looking at you and your situation, but I always have being cautious of the people who have always had falling outs with people. Yeah. So it's like their friends are very yeah, fleeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just... And well, I that's th- why I, I definitely have identified that, um, yeah, there's the... Um, you. I feel like I have different levels of friendship. So I'd never... I have... I am one of extremes. So I feel like I've had... Like you have extreme friends where you like hang out all the time mm. for like a few weeks. And... Once it goes over that part, I feel like I've got these, uh, you know, maybe six or seven friends Mm. that I've had like two years of like being really close with here and there. And then you just like move like geographically, it gets harder. Mm. But the awesome thing is those relationships still stay strong speak on the phone, mm. all that type of thing. Well, I moved away for two years. So even though I was two hours away. I didn't go home and definitely didn't see people as much as I did. Mm. And fuck, you get back and people are the same. It's like you go on your trip, you get back, everyone's living their life. Yeah. And they feel like, fuck, where have you been? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the friendship will just pick up from where it left off. Yeah. And it's the, um, I think the expectations, I reckon I was someone I think who had like, uh, you know, just that that friend, like th- those cases that you're talking about, where you do uh, have not, a, not even a falling out. Falling out is too strong of a word, but you just feel like it's that thing of if you feel this connectedness, and then you feel the opposite, mm-hmm. you feel it in a big way, right? Yeah. So if you go from having a relationship where you're spending lots of time together or on the phone or whatever it is, when that change happens it does like you do feel it and when i say it about people having fallout i've had them yeah but i'm so glad that i had them yeah but i haven't had them in yeah in t- i think in you grow years. out i think that it's a it's a thing that you develop like i think everyone has relationship troubles with friendships and all that sort of thing mm. but with every single one you learn a few things and you learn things about yourself and how you react and um yeah, but I just think that I've um, it has been an area which, for me, for instance, I think that I was I would fall into the category of being someone who's helpful, and because I was helpful, people would I would uh, allow myself to, you know, be available. So mm-hmm. I'd say, hey, if you need anything, and so I felt that I would get into these sort of uh, friendships where I was just fucking doing all of this mm. stuff for them. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And and then they can even become emotionally reliant on you. Yeah. And so you set these bad boundaries. I've learned a lot about friendships 
for me personally with women uh-huh. um, since being with Amy. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, come Amy and I have gone through a lot. Like I've had a lot of girlfriends um, in the past, but what I established was that there was some pretty um, uh, emotionally reliant friendships with girls. And mm-hmm. it was so funny because I, 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 like looking back on them, yeah, I can see it. In the time yeah. I was like, oh, whatever, it's my mate, you know. But then they're like, you know, and the people I'm talking about, I've had falling outs with yeah. because I shifted the relationship yeah. and it, these weren't sexual or fucking yeah. anything. It was yeah. mates and I thought it was chummy mates. Yeah. But when you start shifting the dynamic of the friendship, they fell apart yeah. big time and and maybe because I wasn't, you know, I didn't communicate it in the right way and so there's definitely things to play on my behalf. Yeah. But I, I really found it and I've given that advice to some friends around um, – uh, emotional reliance in relationships because mm-hmm. a friendship is not just chummy it's like so many different things like i get an emotional exchange from you as a guy yeah and you know and then i miss that it's yeah, like yeah. and so there's a reliance or there's a you know i just like it and so so it's so layered like if you break down what friendship actually is and you can spend so much time as well with them yeah. right and it's like uh i think that the the challenging bit is that there is there is a big reward to community and friendship and relationships. And I wonder whether there is a shift that like the funny thing is anytime I say anything where there's a shift happening or whatever it is, it's a shift in my reality because as long as there's been people, there's been people problems and the people problem, there's only a fucking short list of what they could be. Um, and so I think that there's seeing that tweet, um, there feels like there's an individualistic nature, um, and maybe it's a sort of from American culture, I'm not sure, but, um, this sort of me, 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 um, yeah, which I don't necessarily, which I, which I struggle to reconcile. I, um, love as I've got to 30 nearly 30 again you're away from my birthday eh? yes i am fuck that's yeah. big plans i know uh Sorry. yeah so i'll live stream it for you um i love friendships that have ju- that have been there from the start like fuck it. it's one thing i've been loving recently yeah. like james my best mate mm-hmm. who works here in my in my office building he and i've been friends since we were 12 or 13 known each other for a long time yeah but we've grown together, mm-hmm. you know, like looking at your friend's achievements and go, fuck, I'm so proud of that. Yeah, cunt. yeah. And well, because you saw from the, and that's how I feel with Brie and our yeah. relationship. We've been together for over 10 years. And so imagine when we were 17 years old getting together, like we have been through adulthood mm. together. So cool. Yeah. So we have been able to live in the reality which was you know growing up in fucking going to Hallam senior secondary and and being in that world and then you know living at my parents place to then saying okay let's live in another suburb where do we want to live what's our career like Mm. big 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 questions what do we want to do for the rest of our life uh, that has all happened in the last 10 years. Who is a, a, like a best friend outside of Brie? Yeah. Outside of me because I uh-huh. know I'm fucking number one. Yeah, yeah. 
on Find My Friends. Yeah, it's true. Um, have you got one from childhood or? No, no one from childhood. I think. Um, They're all cucks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're all cucks. Uh, no, I think um, uh, best friends would be, if I'm just sort of thinking about it, uh, Blage. Yeah. Uh, so uh, him and I, you know, when I started my first sort of proper business outside of high school, when I finished high school, I was 18 years old and uh, he was, his business partner was a guy named Aaron Rutley who funnily enough works at Invato now, he's big in sort of the WordPress space and um, I caught up with Aaron and this Blage guy was his business partner and I wanted a website built and we got along really well and I just started working out of their uh, office, they let me sort of hot desk from there and then we just kept a friendship going, he lives out in the suburbs and we speak a couple of times a month. And so that's one of those examples of, yeah, a really good friend. And then, you know, and then there's uh, um, uh, Nason, who, you know, I traveled with for, you know, if you totaled up the amount of time we've spent traveling together, it's probably close to six months of just mm. traveling, being in a yeah, hotel that room. definitely heightens your, your friendship. Yeah. W- training with somebody at the gym. Uh-huh. I trained with Tommy D. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about, like, I thought about this week. He messaged me, mate, we're training. And I was like, he's pursuing me, you know, to get me on board yeah. for something that he does and loves. And I was like, fuck it. I feel grateful for that. Yeah. And, like, the solid hour that we get together, mm-hmm. it's just us. We're just fucking in our, in our world in the gym, yeah. talking, fucking, you know, talking about life, everything. And it's like there's definitely training, exercising with somebody brings you pretty close yeah. together with them. And I Traveling think like building, 100%. building things in general, right? So with yeah. Blage, like if I was to break down – and then I've also uh, got my mate uh, Cameron Box, him and I connected back in – 2007 on a film shoot. Oh, he this was is Fifi boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So brother. I was friend, like good friends with Cam well, well before I was working uh, in radio uh, with, with his sister. And um, yeah, Cam and I have been friends for longer than uh, the same amount of time that I've known Bree. And that's just been a friendship that's been ongoing. And mm. we've always, you know, it's one of those good examples of a friendship that, uh, you'll go through moments of seeing each other every single week for, you know, six months mm. and then you won't uh, hear from each other for six months. <laughs> like it's mm. that sort of – and it's good and it's just like picks up, you know, it's sort of that cliche of, uh, you know, just – you know, the thing, with, the thing with friendships is it's about, you know, you could spend 12 months apart but then when you're in the same room together it just picks up where – Is that Lynn Jansen talking? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, every meme that I felt like the good, uh, yeah, the good yeah. quote fucking meme yeah. voice. But no, I think um, – and I get different, like I give and get different things from all those different friendships. So for Blage, it's fucking, we're talking revenue. How much money did you make this month? What do you fucking, like, should I do this or that? Or what are you doing here? Or, hey, I've got this prototype. Can you build this thing? I'm wanting to do video. Like it's that type yeah. of com- conversation. It's around like fucking uh, entrepreneurial type stuff. It's around fucking, you know, Fuck the fuck man, it. fucking. It's about fuck the man, all that sort of thing. Okay. And then 
yeah, uh, Nissan, it's completely different. It's like a... Um, Persian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. It's about like... Food. He's, he's, he's <laughs> my... Uh, yeah, he's my bit of culture, right? He yeah. teaches me about... Like he... He's lived in 12 countries. He's uh, religious. His his faith is Baha'i. He spent his whole job... Um, you know, he does part-time work for Envato, but uh, his main job is uh, managing uh, content for his faith. So doing like, um, and he spent time in Israel uh, volunteering there and he provides a completely, he describes himself as a third culture kid, which is someone who's like born somewhere, raised somewhere else, living somewhere. Like it's like this Mm. sort of, and so he, lived in Chicago, oh, sorry, was born in Chicago. His dad was a, a doctor. They moved to Papua New Guinea, which is like a wow. rem- fucking remote area. And um, and then, you know, uh, was there for a lot of his childhood in an international school. It was very interesting speaking to one of his friends from school days. Mm. He's living in the Gold Coast, which is why I was there the other day and uh, caught up with one of his old f- friends. And they were saying how... I was asking them about PNG, Papua New Guinea, because they, because Nissan's got a bit of fucking post-traumatic stress from it. He can't, he doesn't like uh, living on the ground floor, always likes being above and all that sort Why? of thing. Because there was fucking crazy amounts of crime, oh, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like you just wouldn't, you'd have fucking security and stuff at the ground level, uh, the ground, and then you'd be on the first floor. But um, yeah, he's... A friend she was she came with like you know a dad who was um you know working for the government and stuff like that so they had all of these great facilities they fucking went on you know um uh, traveling around Panji, you know really sort of luxe type of thing but nasan's experience was like his dad was you know doing service you know being a doctor looking mm. after so they were going to fucking remote villages wow. and just like um uh, yeah, so he's got all of this experience around and just like they would have like guard dog you'd have to have guard dogs and shit like that. Wow. So he's um you know, he saw, you know, dead people, you know, just fucking like dead he saw his first d- dead body, you know, before he was a teen and all this sort of thing. So all of those sorts of things, um Well, we're all just I love thinking about just everybody's just Story. communicating and yeah. everyone's got their own perspective on things and mm-hmm. it's just everyone's in their own world in the one world it's yeah. like yeah it's crazy. It's, it's, it's recognizing everyone's realities mm. and um i think that that's if i look at all all of the friends that i do have it centered around con- conversation and um yeah i think that that's like you know uh till's a, a really good friend too who's a you know a filmmaker who you know we've it's all just going on this journey and talking about stuff and that's um i think what i've what i've valued and i think that probably i remember as a kid you would sort of i would obsess about it a little bit i think it was maybe because um i was I was good friends with my teachers. Mm. I wasn't necessarily friends with the students, like my peers, like some of the, like, yeah, you've got different types of best friends. You've got ones that like literally I might speak to once a year. Um, But Annette, who was one of my teachers, like I really 
think of her as one of my best friends in the sense of... Is this the one that you're walking around the schoolyard yeah, with? Yeah. Seriously? Like, yeah, literally. Because she, <laughs> like we spent, uh, you know, I spent year seven, eight, nine and ten. Walk uh, in the yard. Yeah, walk in the yard. And we would like, you know, would be talking all the time. Her her partner, she's got like um, three kids now. Her partner's actually... Um, uh, one of the biggest photographers at Getty Images doing all of, so Olympics, Com Games, AFL Grand Final. He does all of that stuff. But yeah, she she's an example of someone who I feel really connected with, even though I haven't spoken to her in probably a year. How, how um, are you speaking to her? Just on like text or whatever. So ha- at what point, so you've known her for all these years, at what point do you transition out and ask your teacher for their number? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Do you like, see how weird that is? Yeah. Well, I think like uh, I have a book. Uh, to give you an idea, I've got a book that um, she gave me in 2003, I think it was, or 2004 on screenwriting. I remember like, so I was, she was, uh, she took over like the student representative council, like she was that the teacher position and I was the president. And I just remember how much support that she gave me because I was just a fucking weird annoying student i just remember like things like i remember she said hey I, I got you something she got me this book and it was on screenwriting it was 2004 so this is fucking how many years ago is that that's 14 years ago and um when when it was school holidays i would make these films parodies of you know Steve Irwin or Russell Coit you know um, all Aussie adventures you know these Australian TV shows yeah I would create these uh, videos and she was the first one to say hey Josh what have you made and she'd get you know how the uh, the TVs would be on the trolleys yeah she'd bring a TV and everyone would in the class would watch watch them. your video and they would watch all the all Fart, the stuff no wonder you love them yeah she so was doing a screening she, of yeah, your own stuff. Yeah, she was my biggest supporter when I didn't That's get great. when I was in year ten, because I went to a, a I went to schools like uh, you know prep to grade six, and then went to another school for year seven to ten, and then again year eleven and twelve. Year twelve, I was the school captain. Year ten, I went for school captain at my school and got vice captain. And the funny thing about it was. I was the known as the leader of the school, right? For the long, like I was the SRC, the student representative council president from year eight. So after one year of being at the school, I was in, I was the leader of year seven, eight, nine, and 10 for the student representative council. So I would run all the meetings and all that sort of thing. So it was a sure bet that when I was getting into year 10, that I would get school captain. And you fucked it. And so what happened? How about this? I was... Um, Can I guess? Yeah. She taught you a lesson and she didn't give you it because she needs you to know that you don't always fucking come first, well, Josh. So, so and Annette was, Annette was great. She was on my side. But there was a, a vice principal that basically... Um, to give you context, I was picking... The school captain, I was on the panel to pick the school captains in previous years, right? And anyway, I uh, I was going for school captain and there was no other people going for it. And the vice principal, before they closed the applications, a vice principal asked one of the kids, why isn't anyone going? And the kid said, because Josh Jansen's just going to get it. <laughs> 
and, and so they so, gave it to someone so else because she, of that. Yeah, so the Prick. so the vice principal said, "Well, I think you should like to another kid. I think you should, um, you know, give Who it a crack." It? Who was it? Uh, James trying to fill was the guy's name and nice guy trying to fill president trying position. To, yeah, and so uh, school captain. So school yeah, captain. they uh, they did the announcement, and I just remember. The shock, <laughs> the absolute, it rocked my fucking world <laughs> because they, they, um, I just remember, like, it's insane thinking about it. I felt like, um, fuck, um, uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, like, that's how it felt where I was, uh, did you cry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would at have school? cried a lot. Uh, I don't know if I cried at school. I just remember my heart beating where they, they, uh, we're announcing vice captain first. Do you do any fucking work? And they or said, just no, focus no. on I focus all on leadership, curricular, extracurricular activities. So, you know, I actually, like I left school in year 11, mm-hmm. something like that, and fucking, I cannot remember a thought about, I didn't even know that if there was a school captain. There probably was. Yeah. But 100% it never came been. into my mind. I, yeah, it's crazy. So much leadership stuff. Mate, the, awesome. we, we did a lot. So anyway, the, um, and like even things like, uh, the state SRC. You know your problem? You peaked in school. Yeah, exactly. You're just spending your fucking adult life trying to top what you did in primary it's school. It's very true. <laughs> no, well, I would have teachers saying like, oh, um, yeah, Josh, you're going you're gonna to be famous. Or you're going to be doing big things. And I felt that pressure. I remember I said to myself that by the age of 19, I want to be famous. Fuck. <laughs> Isn't it stupid? It's fuck. Yeah. It's like, what does what what that even mean? But that was a real, like when you're a kid... That's like a big th- fame seems like the biggest thing. You know, I reckon teachers would be too scared to have the relationships yeah. like they did 14 years ago with you. Yeah, now. Well, Annette. Imagine it, a woman texting a fucking school kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did. Sex passed. Yeah, well, we didn't have. We weren't texting then. Obviously. Yeah, that's what I said. How yeah. did it transition? So it, trans- it would have just text. been like. It would have <laughs> been like. Well, so she actually. When I finished year 10, she finished teaching. So she was. Uh, Basically, um, she basically saw out our year. So, she was our home group teacher from year 7 to 10. And she's like, I'm fucking done. And so, how about this? together. (laughs) (laughs) How about this? So, she went to Beacon Foundation. Oh, cool. So, which is, uh, you know, we created a little video on them a few weeks ago. And so, she decided she wanted to change. So, she went to Beacon Foundation, which is an organization that connects young people with employment or industry connections. And um, yeah, we were just on the email. I look at some of the emails that I wrote and they're hilarious, just shit canning other students, just being like, you wouldn't believe how fat Sophie is now. Oh no. And like, Annette was so good about it because she was just like, she knew that I was a weird unit. But um, so so that was the thing. Like we, uh, you know, I remember going to Chadston Shopping Center and you know, meeting her at the food court, and she would just check in, and she assumed a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. I just can't stop thinking about those shows I see about the teachers running off their kids. Yeah, it's but a it's, problem, right? This yeah. fucking they like trivialize or like make entertainment out of these stories. Yeah, and then you, I can't stop thinking about it when I think about you. But the thing, and the thing is, it was so. Um, it was a friendship. It's awesome. It was like it was such and a, it's an older friendship yeah. and I've got lots of older friends now Yeah, and I love it because yeah. it's, it's a different perspective. It's a different... Yeah. And it was just like, it was one of those things of just being able to talk. Mm. I just remember like school camp, any opportunities just to have a fucking chat. 
we'd just be talking about shit. Like, but it was all like, I wonder what now, like what it actually was, but it was definitely about like ambitions and what am I going to do next and what should we do? And like, I was terrible at school and, um, but I remember she was my science teacher as well. And it was like the, uh, I learned my 20 element, first 20 elements because of it. But I think, so I think teachers have such a powerful role. Mm. And I think a lot of them fucking take that for granted and don't yeah. have their shit together. Yeah. Not all of you. Yeah. A lot of the ones I deal with. Yeah. Maybe it was because I was a fucking little shit. Dealt yeah. with. But maybe it was me as well. But you've heard the stories, the the contrast in stories. Yeah. Teacher think I was going to rob a house when she went away. <laughs> it's not ideal. But I had like, you know, but the, those relationships were across the board with my teachers. So like, I had uh, another teacher, Lynn, who she was, um, you know, the media teacher and she was like, you know, uh, you know, I was in learning, I was using Premiere Pro back in 2004. Like I was in the rooms. And so the thing was like, it was just this exciting and they knew people that like went to the VCA and stuff like that. You'd fucking, and so they had these, it was so interesting because they were so, in some regards, disconnected from the industry mm. that they were, but they had this one friend who was at, v- and I got so excited about it. But so many examples of that. I remember also Ian, my uh, teacher in grade six, and he needed to do a presentation. And basically, I stayed back until like eight thirty p.m. on like I think it was like a Sunday night, working on a PowerPoint for him, and he like went. And got me uh, Maccas. It was fucking the best. He outsourced his work to you. Yeah, it was fucking great. But I had such, like thinking about it, even though I was so shit at school, those relationships, like the friendships that I actually genuinely okay. think I had friendships with those teachers. And they really, um, I think that they sh- shaped me in a big way. And they, you know, I got to do things like an exchange program where I went to a, a farm uh, and like spent a week on a farm. And Is that what like they that. told you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They told you it was the exchange Don't program. Do, yeah. Get fucking Josh. <laughs> He's blowing the- me up on the text and he <laughs> won't fucking leave me alone. Let's send him somewhere with no reception. I, but I had this connection with a lot of teachers. So for instance, another teacher, George, in um, when I was in prep, uh, he would play guitar and he gelled his hair back. So I like gelled my hair back <laughs> and I couldn't play guitar but I, um, uh, I you could play guitar on your head. Yeah, that's how fucking <laughs> yeah, it was feeling. It would go real was. hard. No, but my uh, my brother had a guitar, so I'd bring it in and I'd fucking uh, strum that as he was playing. But I just remember like the the friendship I felt like I had, like just fucking walking around with him. But also the email. Like I remember back in he left that school. You know, I went. I was in primary school in the nineties. I remember like nineteen ninety seven. He left the school and we emailed. Like, how fucking cool is that to think? I was emailing in 1997. What was your, what was your email? I can't remember. But, um, uh, no, I can't. I, the first email I do remember was uh, coolman10 at hotmail.com. But I think I had one, like, you know, the teachers had like an education one. And I feel like I had an in-between. Maybe it was my parents' email at the beginning. I wish I had those emails. Let's summarize what attributes you look for in a great friend. Um, right. So, I think that... Uh, Keep it short. Yeah. Uh, ambitious. Yeah. Uh, open. Uh, adventurous. Uh 
positive, mm. enthusiastic. I think those types of traits, mm, mm, like, mm. Um, and just have, you know, a hard worker. Mm. I want to be around people who are like, and so I've got like really close friends that aren't necessarily that. And it's a different relationship. Mm. I go and do like different activities with them. I'm not mm. talking business and fucking revenue with them. And I think it's good to have a mix. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. What makes up a good friend is someone who's definitely your cheerleader, but will challenge you. Yeah. And that's James for me. We have the most fucking frustrating conversations, but I know he's on my side. And then I'm like, fuck, I love that. That was good. You're a fucking asshole and annoying, (laughs) but I felt like that was awesome. And so that's important for me. um, Someone who can definitely talk and have a conversation Mm -hmm. and it's not just surface level. Not for all friendships. I like surface level conversations at some point. Yeah. But I, I also like going a bit deep yeah. and just talking life. And that's where our friendship has, you know, landed. Mm. Is it, it? And that's why we decided to do this podcast because it was like two dudes on this similar journey trying to work this stuff out mm. with different skills and we're able to help each other through all of that. And mm. I think, um, you know, this podcast is, you know, a celebration of friendship. I've said that mm. before. And this is... Have the audience that we have are like friends that we're we're starting to interact with, and we're mm. starting to know their names, and we're starting to get emails and talk about them. And maybe if it doesn't matter where the fuck you are in the world, you might have you might be around a bunch of cunts at your workplace, and you fucking hate it. Mm. But you can put on your headphones and listen to some like-minded people mm. talking shit for you know thirty-five, forty minutes. Yeah, mutual respect is great. Yeah. I think that's a underlying tone of a friendship. Like Ryan John, um, who was on this week. Yeah. We just similar paths, mutual respect for each other. I think he's great. He thinks I'm great, I think. Yeah. Um, and that respect creates is, respect. Respect right? is an important one. Yeah. 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 It's a daily talk show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Send us an email, please. And your friend applications. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi at the daily talk show.com. Have a good one.